Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 how y'all doing, KIP Nation? I pray that you were blessed, sincerely blessed by Leadership Roots on last week. We want to continue to teach and share. I want to talk a little bit more about leadership a little later on, and uh, but I want to really take a few minutes to put emphasis on the book that I just released, Pressing Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. I know it is a book that will bless the reader, and those of you who've already purchased the book, I want to give you a sincere shout out of thanks for making that move. Um, there are several things that I, I need you to do concerning this book, and some of you have started to put stars on Amazon, but stars help, but only so much. I really, really, really need you to write reviews. So if you haven't picked up the book, go to Amazon or go to Barnes and Nobles, Cokesbury Bookstore, Westbow Press. Uh, most of your uh, literary platforms, you can pick up my book, Press Into the Power by Derek L. Calhoun, also the host of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. What is the book about? Let me give you a little excerpt, just a, and not really an excerpt, but a little commercial. Here's my commercial when I talk about pressing to the power. Here's a treatise on the recovery from the mental and emotional toxins of life. It will help you reimagine the possibilities for your future, and it will teach you the value of proper relationships, especially those that help you to embrace and to press into the power. So it gives you an examination of the relationships you have around you and making sure that those relationships are there to help you and not enable you. But Pip, uh, pressing to the power, talks about change before the change. Most of the time, we want God to come find us. However, there are times when we have to go find God. Pip talks about preparations and the processes that are necessary to obtain the promise. There are, listen to this, micro-miracles before the miracle such as change habits, patterns, attitude, circle of friends, goals, location, mindset. These are changes you put, you have to put in position in order to receive the promise. So remember this, 
Micro miracles are necessary. They are part of a painstaking process that captures the imagination of the person, not waiting, but working towards the miracle. The process paves the way for promise. I have to reimagine myself moving in different circles than I am now. What does the reimagination look like? Well, the new people, the new you will attract different and new people. Time to delete the unnecessary people out of your lives. And a lot of times we love people so much, we don't realize when people have become weights in our life and are no longer necessary, not necessary, necessary, but for the next pocket of your life or epic of your life, they're not necessarily necessary to be a part of that. They are part of your past and they brought you to this place, but you need new people, new surroundings, new circles to bring you to the next place. And particularly that place where you can find God in the fullness of your relationship with him. Hence, press into the power. All right. So that's a little bit about the book. I hope you get an opportunity to pick it up again. I need you to write reviews after you've read it. Uh, write reviews, please, ma'am, please, sir. That's the most helpful thing that you can do besides sharing the book with other people. I like to see this book go around the world at least three, four, five times. Okay. I love you all. Appreciate you so very, very much. Appreciate your uh, weekly uh, tuning into the Kingdom Influencing Podcast and listening. I pray that this uh, impartation and uh, information is blessing you. I pray that it's taking you to the next dimension in your life and that you are able to go and influence the nations. All right. So let's get ready to jump into what we're going to listen to or talk about on this week. Are you ready? Alrighty then, since you're ready, let's get started. First, I want to talk about the topic, or from the topic, leadership must be grounded. Leadership must be grounded. Grounded in what? You know, you uh, ground electric wires. But what, what do I mean by leadership must be grounded? One simple word. Leadership must be grounded in humility. Humility is the total submission to the will of God for your life. When we humble ourselves before God, when we kneel before God, when we ask God to take complete control of our lives, we are beginning the process of humility. And before wisdom, before knowledge comes humility. So as we learned last week, leaders grow effectively and efficiently in obscurity and darkness. It is good to be in a place where no one knows who you are and no one cares. It's good to be in that place because now God has an opportunity to work on you. God is trying to do a work in you when he can get you alone, isolated and in an unfamiliar place that challenges your normal patterns of behavior and thrust you into a vacuum of unprecedented spiritual growth. When we're alone, that is the time that God gets the greatest opportunity to deal with us. And that's the time that we're most receptive, the time that we're listening the hardest, the time that we're studying the hardest, the time where we're open for God to do his work. God does his best work in deserts, wilderness, the belly of the fish behind enemy lines, in the pit or a prison, in a place of burning embers and ash. Or with a barren wound. Now, if you've studied your Bible, you'll know what all of those examples come from. If you haven't, then you need to find out. 
But these are uh, examples of isolation. In all of these places, God has our undivided attention. And when he has our undivided attention, he will create a customized cloak of, hum of humility that can be sewn to be worn first before you obtain the full armor of God. Before you obtain and ready to go to war, the garment that needs to go on first is the garment of humility. We need to know that we cannot do this thing by ourselves. We cannot do this thing without God. We need to know sincerely from the depths of our heart that we need God. Jesus demonstrated on that cross when he said, my, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? We need God. Are you, are you getting this? So here's something that we need to know about God. God resists the proud, but gives strength and grace to the humble. He resists the proud. So if you want God to be operating in your life, he does not going to operate in our pride where we think we're somebody or we think we have something going on, but God will operate in our humility. There are three very important lessons we learn about leadership when we are in the place of humility. Number one, God loves us no matter what. God loves us no matter what. Uh, we all need to understand that, that he loves us regardless of anything that we can do or anything we can say. We mess up every day. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But if you ask God to forgive you, he will forgive you. But but more than that, he just loves us. And it's, it's what do you call it? Agape love. It has no strings attached. So it's not based on how you are. God loves people that don't love him at all. So if you love God, you know that God loves you. So in our darkness and obscurity, we find out how vulnerable we are. And we find out how we are prone to messing up. And we find out how much we need God. It's in these places where we're alone when we really realize, hey, I, I'm not all of that. I am vulnerable. I am uh, in need of help. I am. I need the scaffolding promises of God. I need to read the Bible. I need God. So watch this. This leads us to number two. So God loves us no matter what. So number two. What now that you have the revelation that God does not create perfect leaders, it leads you down the path to lesson number two. That is, we, as we lead other people in love, we must, as leaders, demonstrate the same compassion to them that God has demonstrated to us. So remember, God doesn't have perfect leaders. That's the first thing that we need to understand. And that's part of God loves us no matter what. You do not have to be perfect to be a leader. And this not needing to be perfect also leads us to understand that we cannot expect perfection from our people. And this understanding breeds what we call would be number two, compassionate leadership. So we don't have to be perfect to be a leader, number one. And number two, we need to operate in compassionate leadership. What is that? What am I saying? With compassion, with compassion we lead and bring people to pathways of excellence. We're not an ogre over them. We are helping them. We are growing them. We are developing them. We have to meet people where they are. 
when we were in obscurity and darkness, watch this, God met us where we are. So there's a correlation between the time that we were alone with God and how he dealt with us that we have to pull out. Remember I said the roots need to pull out the nutrients, the water and the nutrients of the soil in order to grow the flower. Well, in order to grow your organization, your ministry, your corporation, your group, your project, you need to pull the pull the nutrients out of the soil. And, and part of those nutrients are love and compassion. Understanding, hey, because God loves me, I don't have to be perfect. Because uh, uh, I'm not perfect, I need to share the same compassion that God had on me with my employees or with my workers or with my staff or team or whatever it is that you have. But you need to be a compassionate leader. So when we engage them, we bring them in our circle, in our corporation, our project or ministry with growth and development in mind. So we're not looking for them to be 12s. If they start off at sixes, that's fine. We'll take a six, grow it to seven, grow it to eight, grow it to nine, grow it to 10. And at each point, we celebrate how the leader is accomplishing and developing better than they were the year before. We are going from point A to point B, watch this, and then we repeat the process until we get the desired goal, okay? So we, we are leaders that lead not without perfection. That doesn't mean that we don't strive for excellence. You can strive for excellence and not be perfect, okay? You can strive for excellence and not be perfect. So the third thing that we need to get about leadership as we are grounding as leaders, is we need to be caring leaders. People are more likely to follow people who care about them than they are about people who only care about meeting goals and objectives. A caring leader always achieves goals and objectives because the work environment says you care. Listen very carefully. The language of the work environment is not toxic and unsettling, and the goals and objectives are spaced out to allow excellence to develop amongst the staffers, okay? Because people who are cared for properly will produce more in an, and where they will produce an excellent product. It is better to produce excellence slower than to produce anything fast that gets rejected and has to be done over and over again because that simultaneously, simultaneously ruins the reputation of the organization because you just wanted to churn out inefficient units. Haste, make, haste makes waste and waste costs money. Let me say that again. You can do it fast, but haste makes waste and waste costs money. It does not make sense to do it over again because it wasn't done right the first time. Make sure you're onboarding and make sure your office environment is so engaging and is so caring that people care about what they do. So they care that their product is produced in excellence because you care about them. It's the law of reaping and sowing. So excellence is built first then when we build processes and systems around excellence that produce speed. You produce excellence first. Make sure they know this is an excellent product. Then we build systems around it, wrap around systems that produce the speed. All right. So all of these things are byproduct of loving, compassionate, and caring leadership. 
Loving leadership knows that they're not perfect, so their people don't have to be perfect. Compassionate leadership knows that, hey, I'm going to bring my people along from point A to point B. Caring leadership means that I am creating an environment and creating a culture that helps to demonstrate that we care for our employees or we care for our staff or we care for our team. And likewise, they reciprocate by caring about the product that needs to be produced. Now, this does not omit. Now, there are other things that are part of leadership. I don't have time to get into it today, but you could, you, you does, this does not omit that you have to be, be a visionary leader, a vision caster, a vision communicator. You have to create an environment for sustainable leadership. It means being a trendsetter and a trendseer. Trendseers see trends and then they set them. Trendseers see trends before other people see trends and then they set them, which allows them to always be in front of the pack. Okay, so that's sustainable leadership. You're always looking down the road. You're, you're looking at your product. This may be great now, but this may be obsolete five years from now or two years from now. Okay, competent leadership. We deal in risk management and risk mediation. We do not mind playing the devil's advocate about what we're producing, about how we're producing it in order that we might produce it better. Okay. But that's an entirely different workshop and that's an entirely different setting. So today, the three things I want you to remember is to be loving, compassionate, and caring. They may not sound like leadership, uh, uh, elements of leadership, but these things, if you ground yourself in that, if you remember to be a loving leader, if you remember to be a compassionate leader, if you remember to be a caring leader and combine it with some of the things that I talked about towards the end, you will create an environment and a culture that excels and exceeds the expectation of those who may be over you. Make sure you remember that and provide a caring, loving, compassionate culture and you will reap the benefits of that culture. Hey, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, and I want you to remember that I have been blessed to release my latest book, Press Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. Press Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. You'll find it on Barnes and Nobles. You'll find it on Amazon. When you get it and you read it, I'm asking you listening audience to take the time to write a review on Amazon, take the time to write a review on uh, Barnes and Noble's website, take the time of their other platforms because you can get it in Cokesbury, West, Westbow Press and their other uh, digital platforms that you can get this book, but take the time to write a review, not just give me stars, but take the time to write a review. That is what helps to sell books. Okay. Uh, secondly, if you get the book, take a picture of it, post yourself on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, or on any other digital platform that you have access to. Post a picture of yourself. Tell people you got the book. It will help to generate interest in the book. I just want to tell you, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and family, this podcast. Thank you for listening every week. And more than, more than anything, thank you for applying the things that are being taught. These things will help you. I guarantee you, they will help you. So listen, here's what I want you to do. More than anything, I want you to go and influence the nations. Have a great, great week. 
See you next week. God bless.